Welcome to a special quarantine edition of Three Girls One Night. I'm Cotton Tanga and I'm here virtually with Dobby Smart. And William Frill. Hello. So this is a new experience for us. I can see all your pretty faces. Well, I've got my camera tilted and so you're going to get nothing but double cheer from me. That's fine. That's fine. I'm living my best of the life at the moment. <laughs> Quarantine has not encouraged me to eat better or exercise more. That's for sure. So how are we all doing? Well, I'm currently suffering from hangover. You can't think about it the night before the night of drinking. You know, where the beer after the beer. Yeah, it's totally fine. And now currently my head is hanging out my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to take the painkillers. About five minutes ago, I was going out. Sexy ninety, like an old lady lives in a nursing home ninety. Like somebody else has that shit. That's peak concert. Let it, let the breeze flow through. You've got to air it out sometimes. <laughs> How are you doing, Gingham? How are you doing, Gingham? Dobby's got her barocca. <laughs> My fizzy drinks. I, I, I mean, when I, I got downstairs this morning, I, yeah, I got the, the sparkling water and the cordial, the one that I go for, and I pretty much I didn't say anything until I had a sip. I just, I mean, I just, I looked at Giovanna and just was like, oh, I, I needed that, and he, he just gave me the look about someone. It's going to slash pity. <laughs> The it's love of love. The look <laughs> of love. Aside interjection, fizzy pop. Um, I am kind of seeing someone again virtually, and they will buy Coke Zero, but will shake it up so it's flat when they drink it. Oh, I know. I am disgusted. Yeah. I feel like it's making me look indifferent now. So it's taking some of the shine off, hasn't it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know, with my partner, when, when any of my fizzy drinks, whenever they put flaps, I, I give them to him because he prefers it like that. So mm. I don't know if that's the guy thing, or we know how to pick those people. I know, I'm all for letting you freak flag fly, but a bit too far if you ask me. So I thought I'd start our quarantine special with my quarantine in hand and give a, a slight not too in-depth overview of the situation in the UK 
dispute that you can all agree that the death toll is well documented on the internet. And I think, for me personally, I can't speak for you guys, it is kind of acting as a trigger for my own anxiety. Seeing it rise, so I've switched off from it. I think it's best left. Yeah, I swear to God, every single time I hear the breaking news noise from the BBC app, I have to gird my loins because it's always badly. So at the moment, um, Bojo the Clown is about to make a speech on Sunday about possibly easing the restrictions. Uh, I've got the BBC news in front of me at the moment and it looks like it's going to be stuck about letting people do more exercise outdoors, opening some shops up. One of the ones we've listed here is the garden centre. How desperate are people to fix their garden that they would risk getting coronavirus to get some pages? I had some flowers and licks from my garden like a couple of nights ago. People are has begun. <laughs> it looks like Wales has started easing restrictions ahead of the UK as a whole, which is quite interesting. But what do we think about the restrictions being eased at this stage? I totally against I think it's ridiculous. Especially considering these that the UK has at the moment. It's, I think it's just stupid. I think it's going to be one of those where they'll eat it, there'll be, be a surge in numbers, and then maybe they might go back, but I highly doubt it. The government has never really been able to say the stories. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. What do you think, Gingham? I am, um, I will be honest, I'm just trying not to think about it. I will say once a day, I've got rid of the Facebook app, once a day, sometimes once every other day, I look at simple politics for the lowdown. Nine times out of ten, it's not really told us anything new. When you bring mm-hmm. it down into the same facts, yeah. it's not, there's no huge update. It's just like the same stuff being regurgitated. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to check on. I'm going to check on Sunday when they have the talk because. I'm finding it's making me very angry, and I've been mm. very angry about it since the start because it's been managed so poorly. Mm, yeah. So if I really engage with it and really think about what does that mean, um, it will just be my anxiety. So I'm going to stay neutral and just see what some neighbor is. Yeah, but I, I'm in kind of the same boat. I think we both can attest that I get quite heated about politics, and I definitely have an opinion, and I definitely have a. a a side of the fence that I sit on in terms of whether I'm left or right, whether it's left. 
myself really taking a step back from it because it is really affecting my anxiety, uh, particularly falling into the vulnerable category because I have I have a disability which I was treated uh, with an immunosuppressant so I'm cast as shielding. I find it makes me feel at some point physically sick looking at it so I've, I've just tried to do what being done. I look at simple politics because I find they're the best sources information they take out all the technical jargon and all the filler and just give you the, the saving you point. Don't want to have it. No. Mm. It's a it's, it's a lot of um you can't see this but I'm gesticulating right now. Lots of oh 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 oh, oh. It does take sorry it's a long time to get settings out, doesn't it? Maybe that's maybe that's why it gets over screen time. It's really hard to talk with that silver screen, you know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask Kingdom because you are a key worker. How are you finding it? Because you are still, for the most part, going in to the office and still trying to work as normal. Do you know what? At first, it was really stressful because for the first couple of weeks, everything was changing on a day-to-day basis. So the way we were working was changing. And that was so frustrating because I ended up doing the same job three or four times because, oh, well, we can't do it that way now, I've got to do it this way. Um, but now, now that it's sort of been a few weeks, it's sort of become the new normal. I'm finding that going into work is actually the, the one constant. Yeah. I can't go anywhere else. I don't really go to supermarkets. I think once it's locked down. I What should you want me to pack to the NHS? I think the intention behind it is lovely. I personally don't participate. I did it the first time because I thought it was a lovely gesture. Well, no, I didn't do it the first time. I forgot the first time. The second time I did it because I thought it was a lovely gesture. And then when the third time came around, somebody said, no, it's, it's every week now. And it now feels a bit like an empty gesture. Yeah. Because... Lots of those people might, you know, be really grateful to those doctors and nurses and all the people that are keeping things running, but I don't know how many of those people voted. Well, it has to be a majority, didn't it? A majority yeah. of people voted for a Tory government that's absolutely shambled yeah. these kinds of services. So I do feel that there'll be a lot of people doing it hypocritically. And it just, I just don't see it as a positive thing now, and that makes me annoyed. So... I have been doing a very, very similar thing. I took part the first time, and then when somebody said to me, oh, now it's every week, I thought, what started out as, I think it was social media fueled 
uh, gesture has now been politicised and it's a way for um, the government to kind of cover up almost the failings of trying to run the NHS. And my own personal alliance is a person around here who plays the fucking trumpet every time. He's like, there's no need. There's no need. It was nice the first time, maybe. It gives me flashbacks from being a kid and my sister playing the final countdown on the French hornet every night, every single night. Does that song give you flashbacks when you hear it? It does, it does. I up in the ball, I would cry a little bit. How about you, Dobby? What do you think of the um, cats of the NHS? gesture there are a lot of other key workers that are being overlooked like the delivery drivers who are still going uh, for the supermarkets for amazon that kind of stuff i know i have been keeping amazon and shepherd in business <laughs> my paper bin is overflowing with the when the garbage guys came you know like the recycling and all that I, we genuinely cheered because it was bloody was blue bin day we're saying yes <laughs> oh my god please take all our stuff I'm realising one of the only things I miss about living in Manchester is that the paper bin was collected every other week and I wouldn't have a pile of boxes in my kitchen.
women a huge thing that you're doing, but imagine being on that for an hour in Tesco right now. I know. That must be so stressful. And what you say is that those are the people that we need are those people. That's what keeps the country running, not the rich people. What are the rich people doing, you know? I don't know why. So I can look really angry, 
you know, just don't assume that I am. But also, don't annoy me. <laughs> don't assume that I am, don't assume that I'm not. Dog, 
and then when you mum, you've been watching that Chernobyl, Chernobyl, oh yeah, that one, that one, it's really, really good, but suddenly there's a scene where all these men had their uh, tummy knackers out, and I was like, what? Or tally whack or something like that. I was like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? And she's like, you know, they're, uh, oh, they're dangly bits. I didn't know where to look. But, Mum, you've seen the penis before. <laughs> you've seen so one at least twice. I mean, my sister wouldn't be here. So I'm speaking to her more. I think loneliness has been a big thing for me. Um, we'll get on to our situations in, in a bit, but I live on my own and I think I didn't realise. So I'm not, I'm not a people person and I'm not a very hidden tactile person and I do like my own space, but I think I've realised how important social interactions with the people that I love are. That well, you mean with me, uh, hugging you without your permission and uh, getting up in your business. That's what you really miss. That's what you say. I understand yes. what you're saying. Yes, I miss uh, those non-consensual moments that you've had. <laughs> what about you, Gingham? How are you coping? Uh, up and down. I think um, there's been times when it's felt alright, because I am a bit of an ambivert, so I sometimes like over-subscribe myself going out and seeing people, mm. and then I'm absolutely exhausted and don't want to talk to anybody. So there are the weeks where I feel a bit like I want to talk to people, and then like this last week, where I've not realised I'm drinking a bit too much, not really looking after myself, in a sort of looking after my mental health, mm. should I say. I just not really wanted to talk to anybody because I've just wanted time with myself to get myself right. So it sort of fluctuates. I mean, I'm quite fortunate that I do have a normality of work. My husband's been furloughed, so he's going a bit stir crazy, but that doesn't mean he does all the shopping, which he did before anyway. <laughs> um, all the cooking, which he also did before anyway. Basically, he's my life. <laughs> and I am the lazy party husband. You bring it on the bacon. That's it. That's my job. And I'm to keep that husband happy. That's it. I ain't got to give him the money for the things that he's spending me with. Put a little bit extra in for his spend, though. That's it. That's it. Lots of little troubles, honey. So, and what I think is for me are quite normal, but the things that I miss the most, I am a very tactile person. So that's my biggest thing. If I didn't live with, as I say that, my husband, edit me. <laughs> if I didn't live with my husband, I would find it very difficult because I'm a very tactile person. Do like the attention. I do sometimes just summon him and be like, "Hug me." But when your attention, tell me I'm free. So I miss being able to hug my mum, my grandma. People that I normally greet with at a hug, mm. I now can't get that near, and that's one thing I can't adjust to. That's one thing, like, I know, I feel like, you know, I see, when lockdown's over, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Like, the first thing I'm going to do when we're not, we don't have to social distance to the level that we are, is hug my family members. The first thing I'm going to do is come to your house, your husband can cook for me, and we can just watch stupid movies. <laughs> and then throw him out of my bed, yeah. so you can leave and this to you while we watch Star Wars. Yes. Give me some of that millionaire matchmaker. <laughs> so what would you say the worst part has been for everyone personally? It sounds for you, Gingham, it's that, that social interaction, that closeness. Yeah, that physical interaction, that. Smushing. Smushing. 
What's the worst part been for you? I think it's just, it's been the, like the carrot fever of mm. being in it. One of the things I will say, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm really grateful and happy for the fact that I live in it outside of the garden. Yeah. Uh, especially when I see on like, on Facebook posts and things like that with friends who think they, like, one friend who lives in London, in a flat. Mm. And she posts quite a few times a day. And I remember seeing a couple weeks ago where he said that with all like, the really nice weather, she was just like, like I'm just going to ship the grace just to buy his being in, like, you know, uh, office all, all day. Mm. And so when, yeah, when I get like the, the, the major sort of that you have to carry me, but because I, I was I was struggling with and I said, like, oh, well, you know, we'll leave in the sticks. And he was like, well, it's, it's not the sticks, it's the summer. So, we're, you know, we're five minutes drive away from the National Park. We are like this is definitely in the suburbs, so I'm I'm grateful for like the area that I live, I live in because it, it's like a five or ten minute walk and then in the countryside mm-hmm. and so yeah there's a lot quite a few interesting walks around there so it's just it's mainly been sort of the cabin thing because when that will then set off the anxiety which then fuels things like overthinking being like irrational about quite a lot of stuff mm. where it's like it's, I make it something like that. I make mountains out of the all those things that kind of stuff so I'm new there because if I'm left on my own with my thoughts for too long and I'm feeling a bit low I can do that for hours I can make myself miserable <laughs> although it was, I was saying to I was like the other day there's some days where I wake up and I've just I've there's no energy. I've got absolutely no energy to be in there. I'm not in the mood for it. And I'm generally just not I'm not nice to be in now. It's just probably about, I think it's probably challenging one or something like that. Or, yeah, I was just doing like I was I was kind of like a bit of wall like on the, the couch. Just doing like I'm cold, I'm tired, I'm achy and oh, I'm, I'm very pessimistic as well, so like that, you know, it's just generally out moan. Like, I'm definitely a bony person. So, he was just going, kind of like, I don't know what, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, you can't be tired. You've had, like, a long day of sleep. I know, it's just, I love it. Well, you're just like, I'm saying it's fine. I'm tired. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And he was just like, oh, come on. Like, just get up and join me for a walk. We'll do, you know, let's do some yoga or let's do, you know, you know let's go do something. And he'll try and make light of the situation where it's, it's kind of like, I, I just want to be yoga. Like, not sleep me alone.
well, then it makes me worse because, <laughs> because I'm going to stop being so positive. And I think sometimes men don't know that they can just do nothing. They can just listen <laughs> to you, be okay, and go, is there anything I can do? And you can say, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> then they can help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember that there's quite a few times when, especially, you know, if I'm in the series of I'm thinking, reading, listening to a podcast or something, I'll go up and go like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, fine, I'm fine. Uh, why, what's up? And he's like, oh, no, you just look really upset. I'm like, no, this is my face. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I don't, I don't think they're resting bitch face. I just think I've got a resting, like, depressed face. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I'd agree with that because sometimes I look at you and I'm thinking, she looks so sad. And you look at me like, look at this meme. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, what you, what you, do you know when you were saying about with the, the hugging and all that? You did make me think about it. Was it I was watching that, uh, that documentary, A Secret Love, because I don't know why, I, I seem to really enjoy the LGBT documentaries. I don't know why, I just, they're the ones I seem drawn to. That documentary seemed to love, it was, you know, two women that came out to the family, I think, like, the 80s, in their 80s, they didn't get it, they had like, a boy, and it was beautiful, but there was, there was a moment in there where uh, one of them, her niece, came to visit her, and just gave her a hug, like, you know, like, a really big hug, and it lasted for about, like, a minute, and I thought, you know, and I, I watched it, and I was just like, oh my god, that's, they're the type I gave my ground. They're the types of folks I give my mom. But the ones where it's like, this is warm for my soul. You give each other the, the squeeze, oh, and then you squeeze a little bit more and a little bit more because you're like, I don't want to let you go. And, I'm, and then that, that's when I started tearing up because I was just like, oh my god. And I was like, I know that I'm looking at us. So my grandpa passed away like, uh, three years ago. And I was just going like, I was like, I miss that hope and I know that feeling. And then, the, uh, yeah, and then I became a big sobbing mess. <laughs> I feel that. That to me sounds like hell. Personal hell. The uh, the squeezing, I just stand there like a wet fish. <laughs> I still do it to you though. I know. You take joy out of my discomfort I, though. I do, a little bit, a little bit, because I think secretly on the inside you are really enjoying it. Mm, like really deep, <laughs> deep, deep inside somewhere in the intestine. <laughs> very very long time to be comfortable with my own company and to enjoy the skin that I'm in and I feel this prolonged period of just being here with my dog has made me start picking apart the seams at that quite a lot and just like you guys I can get into arguments with myself and tear myself down but this is why nobody else could offend me because whatever you are saying I've said worse to me <laughs> you can you go ahead and call me whatever you want because inside Cotton Kanga is me. Uh, so I have just been sat here thinking, oh my god, this has never been around. I'm going to die in this house and then Bobby will probably eat my pots. <laughs> so apparently that's what dogs do. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think he would try and get me to still play with his toys for a little bit before he'd be like, "Oh, no, no, the dinosaur, the no, dinosaur." It is, yeah. We're on the dinosaur. Um, the one that looks like a book club. I don't know where it is. He leaves them outside, and because the, the grass has been so long, he could have put anything there and not found it. So I find it wondering about like, why is there a book club in my garden? Um. <laughs> But the other part is really irritating in that I've been single for five years. Um, it's I've been happily single. You know, I'm not sat here. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying single life, dating people, uh, not really being fixed to anybody. Um, just because a lockdown happened, I, I met someone. And we had a really good couple of weeks where he came to my house, I went to his house, um, it was it was really enjoyable. And then lockdown happened, and I was like, why does the universe not want me to get laid? What is that? I don't think it's a bad thing because you've, you've been consistently in touch. That's true. And I think it could very easily fizzled out because of this. It could have, it could have. We, we speak every day, and we do like videos. Movies, watching together. Today he rang me so that I could listen to him shout out some, what I'm assuming are prepubescent children on Call of Duty. He was following me like. <laughs> He's like, you fucking potato. Can you hear the trumpet? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a day trumpet now. Never ends. Never ends. At least he's not a saxophone or a recorder. <laughs> yeah, things could be worse. Xylophone. That would be quite nice. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so as we mentioned previously, we have different living situations. You guys live uh, with your partner or your husband. I live with a dog. <laughs> Very fucking needy dog. And I wanted to just quickly touch on what impact lockdowns had on your relationship. Like, how are you finding being with them more or less? I don't, I don't know if you hide in a cupboard. I don't know, it's been strange. Like, when he's in work mode, he is in work mode. And he's always been like that. Even like mm. when we started going out, it seemed. Even like, I went to visit him when he worked in like a cafe. And he's just all you're doing like making coffee, but he was still like, I'm at work, what do you want? But it's just like, I'm going to be nice to you, apparently, apparently not. I don't know. Um, so, like, when he's, when he's working, I'm kind of following myself this way. He said he needed a bit of a change in the environment. He's been in the bathroom. And so he went, oh, I can work in the kitchen. And my used to follow us. Yes, this will be great. This will be absolutely amazing. It's just him in work mode that's in the kitchen now instead. <laughs> I found that I'm actually doing more work now because he's in the kitchen. I feel like I'm being watched. I don't really have anything to do. I mean, I'm making resources and answering emails in comparison to him, where he actually has like a legit, a legit job. The other sort of downside for it and kind of thing, and they just, I'm more anxious. I don't feel great. Like, I'm kind of, I'm in PJs, or I'm in my scrubs all the time. Mm. And I don't, I'm, I'm still trying to take care of myself. Um, I'm still showering, which I do. You know, like, just general day-to-day stuff. I don't feel great within myself. And 
hasn't vastly changed except we're not going out to work. I lived on my own before, I still live on my own now, but there's not that breaking monotony where you can go out and meet your friends or I could go over back to Manchester and see my mum or whatever. It is it is difficult sometimes and I do feel like I'm slowly losing the plot. I am talking to Bobby more and more like he is a human being and I'm seeing that. Um, I hit my head on the cupboard door the other day and apologised to the cupboard. Like, he's just going to turn around and be like, it's fine. Accidents happen. <laughs> uh, so I do feel like I have to check myself mentally a little bit more. I just apologise to a cupboard. Do you want to have a cup of tea and sit down? Just assess things a little bit. I think it is a good job that I did like buying company before him. <laughs> Otherwise, I think this would be a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to end on a on a positive. You kind of touched on it, didn't you? Um, has anything positive come out of this for you? Like for me, I have rediscovered that I quite like to draw. I'm not saying there's any talent there, but I do find it to be quite um a, a quite a stress reliever. So I've been doodling away a bit of our pastel magic, a bit of pencil magic. Uh, and then I think it just lets me forget for like an hour or so that the apocalypse is happening outside. <laughs> and I've discovered how nice my neighbours are. Like I knew the ones next door who I share a garden with the nice anyway. But there's a woman who's a couple of doors down. Her and her husband are, uh, they're American. And she asked me if I had any flour. But yeah, I've got loads of it. And then they paid me with cookies. Hello. And then she made dog treats for everybody on the street who had a dog. That was lovely. So I think it is bringing out the best in a lot of people. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think uh, general positives, I think I've talked about all our personal positives, is that I think people that probably wouldn't have experienced depression and anxiety if it weren't for this situation now, 
sort of seeing what that's like. And I think when lockdown's over, there's going to be a lot more understanding and empathy for mental mm. health issues from people that previously wouldn't have any idea or would just think it's all in your head. And suddenly they're in a position where, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling quite depressed. I feel very anxious about the uncertainty of what is happening from day to day. Well, that's how we feel for all the mm. time. Yeah. So this is just like business as usual for us. <laughs> so I do think that's a real positive. Yeah. I think we can how about for you, Dobby? What's uh, what if any positive to come out of this? To be fair, I can't think of any at the moment. I know it sounds awful, like because not much has changed. It's just I'm at home a lot more. Is it like I mean the only positive for me uh, is because uh, I'm a total night owl. So for me, like I fall asleep around about like two o'clock in the morning, two three o'clock because I want to, not because I can't sleep. Uh, because that's when I do a lot of my artwork. One of the things that I hate all the time is like I never have enough time to do stuff. I'm finding I've got a lot more time to do things now. So like my routine was always kind of like get up, go to the bed, go home, go to the gym, or do stuff that needs to be done, such as like clean, uh, clean the house, go and do uh, food stuff, and then it, 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 you know sit down and be so mentally draped and exhausted from work that Instagram at Three Girls One Night UK, and then we are on Facebook Three Girls One Night as well. We have an email address as well, which is Three Girls One Night UK at gmail.com. So if for future episodes you would like to ask us some advice, tell us any of your personal quarantine horror stories, we'll have um, one of the regular episodes out of Facebook. We thought it might be nice just to have a quarantine special. 